Today, we're connecting with a wonderful, amazing lady, Maxine McGowan. Now, I was lucky enough to meet her through teaching her yoga, and she was a beautiful soul. Today, we are interviewing her about being author of two books, one, A Wholesome Serving, and the other one called A High Protein Handbook. And today, I just wanted to say thank you, Maxine. How are you? I'm really good, thank you. How are you? Yeah, I'm going pretty good. So tell me, first of all, how did your passion start for Whole Foods? Oh, long story. (laughs) I'm listening. (laughs) So I would say never really had an interest in food and nutrition growing up. Um, Pretty average diet, standard Australian diet, meat and three veg, cereal for breakfast, sandwich for lunch, that sort of thing. Good, good food, like definitely well nourished and um, all that. But food was never really a big thing for me. It wasn't until I was a bit older, I was finished school, working full time. I suddenly was very sick. So I was diagnosed with acute promyelocytic leukemia when I was 21. Wow. And I actually found out that I was sick on my birthday. So that was my 21st present. <laughs> oh no, what were the symptoms? Um, well, for about a week before, I was just feeling pretty lethargic, very tired, um, and I had a sore mouth. I had an abscess in my mouth, and I thought it was related to my wisdom teeth coming through, so I didn't really think much of it. Just went to my GP, got some antibiotics, that sort of thing, and then uh, it was the lead-up to my party for my 21st. And um, the party was on the Saturday night, and Friday came around, and I was just feeling horrible. So I was like, I can't feel like this for my party. So I went to emergency just to hoping to get a big hit of antibiotics or something to make me feel better. And of course, when you're there, they triage you, do some routine blood tests and all that sort of thing. And yeah, up came something, something random in my blood test and they did some further investigation and they said, this is about the middle of the night now. They said, um, things aren't looking as we would suspect we we think we might transfer you over to Box Hill Hospital and uh, do some further investigations. Oh my goodness! So what was yeah. what was that like? I mean, did you have your twenty first? Uh, I had it six months later. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was good. Yeah. So what what does that mean? That type of leukemia? How did that get treated? Um, so it was the following morning. They did a bone marrow biopsy. Oh from wow! My Ow. lower back around the pelvis area. Yeah weird experience you're sort of you're there but you're not there because <laughs> um they give you like a sedation but um and then you I fell asleep afterwards for a couple of hours and I'd wake up and mum would be like did you remember talking about this and um, the doctor was asking you this and I'm like I have no memory of it at all wow <laughs> so then a bit achy in the back for a couple of days afterwards yeah painful yeah um that result came back and it um confirmed the leukemia so I pretty much straight at, uh, started chemotherapy straight away. Oh, my goodness, at 21. Yep, on my birthday. <laughs> oh, my goodness. And what was the prognosis after that? Um, so we went through about – I was in hospital for six weeks, um, just pretty much getting back to semi-good health, <laughs> um, daily chemotherapy and um, all those other types of medication like anti antifungal stuff and antibiotics and – 
couple of blood transfusions and platelets, things like that. And then I was able to go home and have treatment from home, which was really nice. So a nurse came to see me every day. Um, I had a, um, my chemotherapy was called arsenic. Arsenic, the poison? Yeah. (laughs) Holy moly. Yeah, so I had that um, every day and also some oral medications as well, which has some pretty bad side effects. But um, in the long run, they were doing good, so... So how long were you sick for with the chemo? I can't imagine having chemo every day for six weeks. That was That's full on. Yeah, it was tough, um, but it was much nicer being at home. Yep. Um, just having the nurse come to me, set me up for the hour for my um, infusion and then able to carry on with my day. So the IV chemo went for about six months. Wow. And then I had two years of the oral medications. So where are you at now? I'm 100% in remission. Oh, totally that's clear. fantastic. So how often do you get checked up on? Um, I still have a, a blood test once a year. But um, even then, uh, for a couple of years afterwards, I was still having like a consult with my um, hematologist. But um, the last time I spoke to him was probably like four years ago. So he's like, you're good. <laughs> oh, you're amazing. And now you're 29. So that was... Yeah. That's been a massive, I can't imagine being 21 and going through that. You're amazing. So did that lead into a different way of looking at your diet and nutrition? Yeah, definitely. A whole new outlook on just my whole health and lifestyle in general. Because I was, from the chemotherapy, my body changed so much. Like, How? I went from losing a lot of weight to stacking on about 15 kilos. And then I would get sick again and lose a lot of weight. And then... Once I'd finished all the medications and my body started to stabilize, I was just feeling so run down and just like I've been through a washing machine. Like I didn't know what was going on. My body just felt so out of whack. So I was like, right, it's time to really do something to make myself feel better. Yeah, I joined Energy Fitness where I met you. (laughs) And um, yeah, just started moving my body more. Yeah, working with a trainer, just getting some advice. The food side sort of came, I don't really know how it started. I think it was from sort of advice I'd gotten from my personal trainer and certain foods to eat. And I experimented with it, but it still wasn't sitting right with me. Like I still didn't feel like I knew how I could feel. So I think that led me to do my own research. And then I just fell out into this huge rabbit hole of like how to properly fuel your body and how you can recover and get 100% out of what you put into your body and how it can fuel you. And yeah, I discovered a whole food plant-based diet and well, I started off sort of vegan. Uh, so I had a couple of um, couple of months of transitioning. So with some mock meat products and things like that. Yeah, it was a sort of a slow progression yeah eliminating some meats first and trying different plant-based milks and i gotta say as most people do cheese was the last thing to give up (laughs) (laughs) it is an addictive substance (laughs) that is so funny because i'm a very imperfect vegan so (laughs) mine is chocolate um oh really yeah, but it gives me – I'm lactose intolerant, so it gives me the worst <laughs> stomachache. So it's I'm such my own enemy. It's ridiculous. Yeah. But um, I'm really interested in your first book, A Wholesome Serving. So what's that about? So this book started when I was on placement for uni. So as my love for food and nutrition grew from my own research, I thought, why not make a career out of this and go to uni and actually formally study it? 
So I enrolled in a uni degree, a Bachelor of Health Science, and I majored in Nutrition and Food Studies. So I got to cover a lot of background at uni, um, as well as basic lifestyle nutrition. We also covered um, the sustainability impacts of food and food production. I did food microbiology and a lot of the science behind food. So that was really interesting. Um, And then my third year came around and I chose a placement subject. And we were were given the opportunity to find our own placement. And through my years of research of a whole food plant-based diet, I got to know a couple of people in the industry. And um, I had gone to a couple of presentations and talks and just sort of to connect with some people out there. Um, So I approached one of these people because I knew he was working um, at his workplace. He, off his own back, was running a three-week whole food plant-based program for all the staff members there. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, so it was completely voluntary for all the staff. Um, They could uh, sign up if they wanted to. Um, There was no pressure. It was really just an introduction to this lifestyle and how it could help them. And he got great feedback from the first program he ran. So he um, got approval to keep doing it. So when I found out I had to find my own placement, I was like, hmm, maybe I could reach out and ask if they need a hand. (laughs) Great idea. Yeah, so it was great. We um, had a good group for the program that I was on. And it started off with just sort of handing out all these brochures to the participants and random recipes. And it just dawned on me like, these are probably just going to get left in their car and not really paid attention to or not really given as much thought as what it could. So I thought, why not put all this amazing information and delicious recipes into a book? <laughs> and, yeah, it went from there. So these participants got a copy of the book and Aww. I just kept working on it, kept adding to it, kept growing it. And um, we ended up running a couple of different programs over the course of the year. I continued on pl- doing sort of a placement there, even though my placement had finished. <laughs> I just loved it so much. I um, kept volunteering there for different future programs. And, yeah, they all got a copy of my book and then I was put it up on my website to sell. That's fantastic. So let's get into the nitty-gritty now. <laughs> so I watched a doco with my husband about athletes changing from a meat-based diet to a plant-based diet and the benefits yep. of it. I can't remember what it's called. Called The Game Changers? That's it. <laughs> it was so good. So then my yeah. husband said from there, okay, let's eat more plant-based food. Beautiful. Good. But me... <laughs> I have the issues. So I'm the one that has the um, eating issues with food in itself. I've had anorexia before and bulimia. Mm -hmm. So I'm facing these issues. And I also know that my kids won't eat the stuff that I'm going to cook. So I'm struggling with the transference for my husband and myself. So Mm -hmm. do you do coaching as well? Like have you got a position of coaching somewhere, of nutrition coaching, of getting people into that mindful perspective of being able to do this? I really want to. That's my goal is to get there. I haven't been able to do it recently just because of other work priorities. And work, yeah. Yeah, and COVID. (laughs) But I'm hoping that the experience I get from these workshops I'm doing at the gym can sort of give me that confidence boost to sort of put myself out there and, yeah, start coaching some more clients because I think it is really beneficial, especially in the transition, to have someone sort of guiding you there. 
Yep. And so in the transition, so you said you went sort of vegan and then sort of, you know, eating less meat. Yep. So I think a lot of people think they have to go cold turkey. Now, what Mm. is your advice? I would say just experiment slowly to go. There's this trend of meatless Monday. You know, give that a try. Every Monday, swap out your beef stir fry for a tofu stir fry. Just small steps until you sort of get in a good routine. And then just carry it on for other days. You know, swap out the dairy milk in your cereal for an almond milk each day. Um, Because I think jumping in full speed can be good because you focus more on it, but it can be detrimental that it's just too overwhelming, especially if you don't have someone helping you along the way. Yeah, I feel like, whoa, man. And the other thing, I went to the supermarket. So this is what I wanted to talk to you about too. So your second book, High Protein Handbook. So I went to the supermarket thinking I was doing the right thing and got some, you know, in the fridge section now, you can get all these different plant-based meat replacements. Yeah. And I got one thinking, all right, let's give this a shot. I Normally I just stick to tofu because I can't handle the texture of anything else. Yeah. And um, it was great gross it tasted almost like meat it was like a bit runny like inside it was a burger I was like nah not doing it can't do it Mm. in the bin but what you recommend is whole based plant food but not necessarily with a protein supplement involved in it is that right yeah 100% whole foods all right can you explain what that means to me so a whole food is a whole food in its natural raw state um, so there's no processing done to it. So a lot of those fake burgers and mock meats, fake chicken schnitzels, yeah. they're highly processed foods. Yes, they come from plant-based sources, but a lot of the fiber has been removed, a lot of the nutrients have been removed, and a lot of added salt and sugars and oils have been added. Yeah. So they may have a, you know, a decent protein content due to that maybe the soy products that are used but I think the added ingredients are not worth it (laughs) no you can get that nutrients from a whole product a whole like a high protein product such as tofu or tempeh and make it delicious yep so you recommend both of those yeah definitely yep so that's there's also a myth isn't there really that we can't get enough protein on a plant-based diet what do you think about that that was what led me to do this book oh Being in an environment where like, I'm always at the gym and people are chugging their protein shakes and going out for a big steak afterwards, and it's just not necessary. You're doing more harm to your body, putting those artificial proteins into your body or a, a steak that can take hours to digest and is just increasing the inflammation throughout your body when your body's trying to recover. Instead, fueling it with whole, minimally processed raw foods And I mean raw, just like in their natural state, you can cook them. (laughs) (laughs) I was Um, questioning that in my brain. I was thinking of raw carrots. Yeah, Yeah, you're getting so much more bang for your buck with these natural foods. It's protein in everything. There's protein in vegetables and in whole grains and in these products such as tofu and tempeh and beans and legumes, so your black beans, your red kidney beans, chickpeas. They're all great foods. So great foods. But isn't that interesting? Like I think I still growing up had the whole protein comes from dairy, you need to have dairy. Protein comes from meat, you need to have meat. If you're a vegetarian, (laughs) you need to eat like three big piles of spinach or like, you know, a whole 
two platefuls of mushrooms. So I think, <laughs> do you know what I mean? It's still yeah. there. I'm 43. It's still in my brain. Exactly, yeah. It's crazy. So do you talk about this in your book? Yeah, definitely. The whole, about the first 10 pages is an introduction to plant-based proteins, a background on protein itself and the science behind it as well as a lot of the plant-based protein products that are out there. So I don't know if you've seen them, but you can get some really good pulse pastas these days. So it's pasta that's made out of 100% legumes. Wow, I'll have to look at that. Is that just from the supermarket? Yeah, just in in the, um, the pasta aisle, there's lots of different kinds. That's great. I'll have to go look into that. So then I've got a question. What are the benefits though? Like, so we're talking about people eating meat or having like protein shakes. I know energy and lots of other gyms, you know, sell protein shakes. You know, you need to have one of these before or after a workout, you know, whatever they do. So what difference is there from having plant-based compared to those? So you talked about inflammation. Now, what does that do to the body? Being in a state of high inflammation in your body can lead to many other many diseases such as like cardiovascular disease and um, like high blood pressure, stroke, diabetes. It just makes recovery a lot harder for your body being in that constant inflamed state. So the plant-based proteins don't do that. Definitely not. No, they are full of packed full of um antioxidants and the vitamins and minerals to counteract all that that's so interesting to hear so which (laughs) book do i need to buy first a wholesome serving or the high protein handbook i'll go wholesome serving yep really help you with the introduction to a whole food plant-based diet get you ready get you sorted lots of inspiration in that one okay and do you have a favorite recipe a favorite meal that you go to oh Big question. Oh, lots is there. Tell me a couple of things that you could entice our listeners with. I really love the red lentil dal because it's so versatile. If you've got carrots in the fridge, chuck them in there. If you've got pumpkin, chuck that in there too. If you, you know, really want to load it up full of veggies, chuck some peas and spinach in there as well. And it's so nice and hearty and warming. Yeah, it's delicious. So what scares me are the spices. Do you need to have all these extra spices? Like I'm thinking lentils, chuck the lentils in and the veggies, but then what? (laughs) Then you put it all in the gold, the goodness, put all that in there. So you don't have to add any spices or anything? Yeah, the spices make it. You need the spices. See, that scares me. I'm not a spice person. So I, I need to get through that mindset too of finding spices the huge range to choose from (laughs) right so there's something else that i'd need to work through as well okay (laughs) lots of effort and energy going into this thank you so much maxine and also you're doing um some nutrition shortly with a gym in croydon is that correct yeah so we've got some workshops coming up um introducing the new members to a whole food plant-based diet and um they're about to start a 12-week leaner, greener game plan to sort of um, get the body moving after months of lockdown. So the gym's called Earth to Body and they're on Cool Store Road in Croydon. And, yeah, they're on social media. I think it's Earth to Body Croydon. Earth to Body, beautiful. And Maxine has her website, www.awholesomeserving.com. So go there to look at her books. It's been fascinating. I need to learn so much more. I think I need to go to uni to learn stuff. (laughs) Thank you so much, Maxine. Do you have a favourite quote you'd like to share with us? I do. My favourite quote, which is the wallpaper on my phone, is when the body moves, the brain grooves. Ooh, 
as a yoga teacher. I love that. As the body moves, the brain grooves. Yes. Awesome. Thank you so much for your time today. Thank you. Thank you for having me. No worries. You're on Good Health Radio with Kylie Roger. We've just been speaking to Maxine about all things plant-based food, nutrition, everything you need to know. Definitely go check her out, a wholesome serving.com. We will be back after this break. <laughs> 